T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, you do. Let's go on a Thursday morning. Get your Amazon Prime membership information Make sure it's handy because you've got a dandy tonight. Chiefs and Chargers for Thursday night football. Remember, it's prime time. Not on NFL Network. Only available locally if you're in Sandy or I should say L.A. and Kansas City. So get your internet-only football wishes out there tonight with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Should be a good one out there. In the AFC West. Good morning to you. Russell's on the other side of the board. I'm here. Matt's in there in the igloo. He'll be taking your calls at 301-230-0980. Make sure you're polite and say hello to him. Good morning, Mr. Russell, with your Kent State Golden Flash's hoodie on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to represent the daughter's um, education plan where I'm sending my money. I was going to say, that's where you're sending, See, all that, sending money, that hard-earned cash. All that money that they're getting from Oklahoma and Georgia to get drubbed and dragged up and down the football field, although they were down only by three at halftime uh, in Norman on Saturday night. I was watching a bunch of that bumping around on ESPN+, Plus, uh, and then it quickly turned. As soon as I tweeted about them, Pete, as soon as I tweeted about Kent State and how proud I was of them on Saturday night for hanging in there against a rebuilding, reloading, Lincoln Riley less, um, and other pieces, obviously, the quarterback went to USC as well, less Oklahoma Sooners, as soon as I tweeted about Kent State and how proud I was of them, they just went. Oh, I mean, that's the way I am. Nobody Twitter jinxes people. If you're playing well and I tweet about it, chances are you're about to give up a you know 15-0 run in exactly. basketball, exactly. three straight touchdowns in football, you exactly. know, a three-run homer in baseball. Yeah, so that's kind of what so. happened. I mean, I didn't watch the end of it, but it w- it went from like seven to three to like twenty. 20- 24 to 3 in the snap of a finger. So we've got competing actually sweatshirts today. Uh, as everybody knows, you are Mr. Navy. Uh, you are the voice of the Naval Academy. So you have a very cool looking navy blue, navy, uh, under armor hoodie. I have my less than cool, uh, I guess, Kent State. Um, new hoodie that I got last weekend or two weekends ago, I should say. Uh, and um, we are ready to go. We are packed for a uh, football Thursday, I guess, as they uh, call it, because you have college football games. You have the NFL uh, on prime. And, of course, we have the Commanders uh, against the Lions this Sunday. And uh, that's going to be interesting. There's so much. T- I can't believe before we go, really. I can't believe how much talk there is. I know we did some of it. 
I, it was to shoot it down, people. I can't believe how much talk there is and how many people that are up in arms about the point spread. Who cares? It means nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, if you win games, chances are you're going to be favored in more games than you're not. But whether the point spread is what it is has absolutely no determination on how the football game is played and who wins or loses the football game. So, you know, for those that get bent out of shape about that, great. You want to be able to, hey, look, for Ron's guys to be able to stay in the locker room after the game, hey, nobody respected us. You know, they made us underdogs coming up here to Detroit. Okay, great. We'll see a few of those comments, no doubt. And I'm sure they, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a little personal pride inside the locker room. You want them to feel that. You want them to feel that their pride is being, uh, you know, struck a little bit. You know, shot at the, shot at their pride and their character and their ability to play football. If it motivates them even better to play harder on Sunday, great, great. That's that's about all that is. So for those of you into the numerology, into the analytics, and all that other stuff, who cares about who's favored, who's not? All that matters is who walks out with a W in their column when they put it in the standings on Sunday night from uh, Detroit as Washington takes on Detroit. Now, Chris, week one, week one for one of the hot names in the offseason as we took calls, as we took tweets from people all all offseason long, it's been offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Last week, given the most weapons he's had to work with in his time here, I think we saw a little more of what Scott is capable of within the offensive package. We saw terrific creativity. We saw him utilizing his weapons in ways that maximize the skill set better of the players. We threw more to Gibson. We had McKissick in limited uh, duty, both run and pass. And, of course, we saw what all the wide receivers and the tight end Logan Thomas uh, did. I thought by far, from a play-calling standpoint and based on the execution thereof of the players, I thought this was one of the best offensive packages Scott Turner has unveiled in his time here in Washington and was representative of why he got a three-year extension in the offseason. The question is, as always, for any coach and a team, what do you do for an encore this week in Detroit, and can you replicate that? Right. So, I mean, listen, Scott Turner threw the ball. What we said all offseason long is that he's going to want to throw the ball 60-plus percent of the time, right? I think I was high as – 62, 63%. I don't know if you put an actual number on it, but we both said, and I think we both thought that Scott Turner would be a 60 plus, per, you know, or a, a minimum of 60% uh, passer this year in terms of play calls. Now, we realize that the initial play call isn't always the end result play call. So we always have to add context in that you can call a pass play if you're Scott Turner. And if Carson Wentz checks out of something, if he has the ability to do that, if he recognizes, something if he sees a lighter box he might check back into a run play so that's not necessarily on the offensive coordinator even though it counts if it's then run as a run it counts as a run right and everybody thinks well Scott Turner automatically made that call it's not the case all we can judge is by the 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 executed play right the executed type of play not the call the executed type of plays well on Sunday it was 60 percent uh pass 40 percent run I know I get labeled as this guy that wants to run 100% of the time or whatever. It's the most ridiculous, absurd thing uh, other than the fact that every Commanders fan or so many Commanders fans think I hate the team and think I'm bitter and vindictive and all this. I I don't know what's worse 
but both are worse. Or both are bad. None of them are true. Neither of them mm. are true. Okay, mm. Scott, I Scott Turner, I want them to pass. Let me just be clear as day. Matt, put this in a promo. CK wants us to do this. <laughs> I want them to pass the ball 60-plus percent of the time this year. All you dum-dums that think I want to run the ball 80, 85, 90 percent, go kick all the rocks. I want them to pass the ball 60-plus percent of the time. You have the quarterback. You invested in the quarterback. You have triplets at wide receiver. You invested in them. Throw the damn ball 60-plus percent of the time. And that's exactly what Scott Turner did on Sunday. And while I can't say the results were remarkable, because obviously they went through a horrific stretch, including three turnovers, two interceptions, two god-awful interceptions, and they almost cost themselves the game and a 26-play period in which they only had 89 net yards, which is disgusting and putrid and awful. The, back, the fact of the matter is the two ends of the sandwich, Pete, the, the top bread part of the sandwich – and the bottom bread part of the sandwich was really, 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 really good. Now, everything in between was rotted and and and, and old and stale and, and slimy and yucky. But the top part of the sandwich and the bottom part of the sandwich was really good on Sunday. I need more consistency, but at least if you give me what Scott Turner and this offense gave me on third on on Sunday, I have a chance to win every game I'm in. I don't think there's any question that we've now seen the fruits of the labor of you and Grant Paulson reenacting Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble <laughs> driving down the road. You're Fred, he's Barney, and he of course is the one that has always banged on you about passing the football more because uh, clearly, clearly Grant's gotten through to you here a little bit. Uh, as you want to go as high as 60% in passing the football. Here's what's going to happen this week. I think Carson Wentz is going to have to do something well that analytically and historically has not been one of his great strengths. I think this is swing pass central coming up this week to Gibson, to McKissick, to Samuel. This is an aggressive Detroit defense. Unless Detroit dials it back some here from what they did last week, they were uber-aggressive against Philadelphia last week and got burned mainly because of Hertz's ability to scramble. Now, Carson Wentz not going to be confused with uh, Jalen Hurts, but Wentz does at least have the ability to not be statuesque uh, back there. Mm-hmm. And if he can step up in the pocket, take advantage of over-advancing rushers, or more importantly, Chris, there's going to be a lot of one-on-one coverage out there. Find the one-on-one right. matchup soon, and if he does, then I think there's potential for gigantic plays out of this offense this week as long as Carson can identify quickly where that one-on-one matchup is because as aggressive as Detroit was last week, even if they dial it back some, Chris, there's still going to be great opportunities, particularly on second and third and long when you're anticipating them bringing pressure from odd locations. Wentz is going to have a chance to make some big plays. Sometimes it might be just swing passes this week, Mm -hmm. getting guys in space, but I think that's going to be available to this team coming up, and I think we're going to see if Carson Wentz has improved in that category and if Scott Turner has the patience to call that type of stuff that gets the ball out of Wentz's hands quickly so the rush doesn't get to him and yet still gives his offense a chance to be incredibly effective. I think there's going to be swing passes probably on both sides and a lot of them because if you look at the way – I mean, first of all, J.D. McKissick wasn't even that 
used. If didn't have, many, it, didn't it, have a didn't have a, a high number I of snaps. I think he had three. Uh, I think he had three targets, three mm-hmm. catches, twenty yards. Yeah. Okay, uh, but you'd figure he's going to be more involved. You'd figure Antonio Gibson is still going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Again, he had um, he had eight targets, seven catches, seventy-two yards. We all know what Curtis Samuel did: eleven targets, a lot of them very short, within five yards of the line of scrimmage, making people miss, jocking, uh, uh, dropping jock straps, all of that stuff. Um, you you would think that there's going to be a lot on both sides of that. The short passing game, the effective pass. Again, one of my favorite plays from Sunday's win for the Jack uh, over the Jacksonville Jaguars was a third and one to Antonio Gibson on a left little squint uh, uh, on a left flat swing route, in which um, Carson Wentz faces the blitz. It was just a five man blitz, okay. And again, I've made my feelings known about a five man blitz. I mean, it, it's a blitz, but it's not really a blitz. Um, but he saw the blitz coming, and he immediately had. Antonio Gibson leaking out of the backfield. I don't know if it was a swing as much as it was maybe just a hot read, you know, type of thing, whatever the case might be. He saw him immediately. It was his primary read. It wasn't a check down. It was, hey, that guy's free. That guy's in the open flat. Let me get him the ball in stride for the most part. I mean, it was maybe a sliver, a sliver behind him, and it went for 25 yards on third and one. You know, that's the type of bread and butter pass that this team is going to need. And if Scott Turner, you know, again, there's a difference between getting that play and having it be a check down, Pete, and getting that play and having it be a primary. And I say this all the time. Why teams don't have more screens, naturally designed, running back screens. You see the wide receiver and tight end screens a lot more than maybe you used to. Why they don't have more running back screens, especially teams that struggle on offense and struggle at the quarterback position for consistency. Why, why, why you don't see it, I don't know. I don't want check down Charlie. I don't want check down Central. That's not what I'm calling for. What I'm calling for is what Philadelphia and Andy Reid used to major in with Brian Westbrook, if you if you remember that. What what Marshall Falk used to major in. Now, Marshall Falk did everything really, really, really well, hence the fact that he's a Hall of Famer and one of the best running backs of all time. But my point being is get the damn ball in space to your running right. back. Get it out of the quarterback's hands. Help your offensive line. Help your quarterback. Help your running back. And let him take the hits that way as opposed to mulling him in the middle, but if you tr- if if everything you think of is top to bottom or top to low or high to low, then you're going to be stuck in this zone that you shouldn't be stuck in. You shouldn't be stuck in. Make it easy for your offense. Keep in mind, look at what happened with Jacksonville last week, Chris. They mugged Washington in matchups, more likely with ATN, sometimes with Kirk. But it was clearly ATN. Yes. And had Trevor Lawrence and ATN played more like their Clemson days than the Clemsoning days, they would have probably combined for two more touchdowns. Correct. So the, the object of any offense is to get defense in conflict. And and Scott Turner's gonna have chances to do that this week just in numbers alone, because Detroit's gonna to Detroit's gonna hand him numbers advantages. And he's gotta be willing to be patient take those Wentz has to be willing and patient to take those 
and you can still get enormous plays, even though you don't throw the ball 60 yards downfield, you have people that are capable of getting it 60 yards down the field. That's what's that's that's what's really appetizing about going up against a defense that mm-hmm. wants to be uber aggressive, bite your kneecaps off, jump up and down and tell you how great they are at the end of each play, applaud that effort, dig in for 60 minutes. Yeah, we know you're going to do that, but if at the end of 60 minutes you're winning 45 to 28, then all that kneecap biting and everything certainly went for naught. And that's what you're hoping to turn into this week. I think last week went a long way confidence-wise for the entire offense, not just the quarterback, not just the offensive coordinator. But I think there's a belief finally within the offense that, hey, we can go do things. And now we can go dictate to other teams. You bring something, we've got a counter now because we've got an enormous amount of skilled people that we can attack you with Mm -hmm. in different ways. So the, the question ultimately to me is, and we'll throw this out to the callers, is did last week calm your fears about Scott Turner as a play caller at all? And it's not about the quarterback because your biggest complaint was Scott Turner's offense and what he was doing. So did last week calm your fears about him as a play caller? Did you kind of exhale a little bit and go, oh, okay, he's willing to do this? Because his name was one of the ones that was most out of your mouths in the offseason and on your fingertips on Twitter with Scott Turner and the offense. It certainly didn't look like they were playing to win 17-14 last week. 301-230-0980. Jump in on that right here as we go into week number two. Right here. That's right. (laughs) Ride with us. Ride with us. (laughs) Make sure you ride with us right here. Um, (laughs) And don't be a donk. (laughs) Don't be a donk. That's uh, coming up, 301-230-0980. Did Scott Turner ease your mind with the play calling and the play construction from last week? Let's talk about it now. 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Back with us, Russell and Medhurst. He's at WrestleMania six two one. I'm at Pete Medhurst. If you can't get in on the phone lines, the fiber optic world, we understand. Hit us on Twitter with your opinion. Scott Turner, did last week do anything to ease your mind about the level of play calling and more importantly play construction in terms of his offense? 
because, Chris, I thought we had some great concepts that we saw last week from him. And let's face it, having Curtis Samuel back, I mean, look, Jacksonville clearly last week had to have run out of athletic supporters (laughs) by the middle of the third quarter because Curtis Samuel was leaving them displayed all over the field in shreds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, last week. But did it, did it, in your mind, did you see, and we'll get to the phones here in a second, did you see a legitimate uptick in the quality of play construction and then obviously execution by this offense last week is more importantly. When you, get, you execute any play, it's going to look mm-hmm. better. But I just thought conceptually the offense looked fantastic. All right, so first things first, I, I take umbrage with those that say Scott Turner has not been creative in his play calling, play design, formations, what have you, in his time here in Washington. Do we not remember what happened down the stretch in 2020, specifically on Thanksgiving Day and other times in 2020 when he had a veteran quarterback that was limited, but at least he trusted him more than Kyle Allen or the late Dwayne Haskins in Alex Smith? Remember what he pulled off on just Thanksgiving Day alone with that annex of Puerto Rico thing and the Logan Thomas throwback And I've seen countless things in practice and in training camps, especially when I was going every day, that they work on, that they have in their bag, that they have at their dispensary, and they've used it at times. They did not use it as much last year. They did not use it as much last year. Why, Pete? A, they lost their starting quarterback a quarter into the season, squash like a great. B, Curtis Samuel never made it to the start of the season. He was largely unavailable. I know he played, but we all know he was largely unavailable. When you don't have those two, and then you lose J.D. McKissick with six games left to go in the season, and your offensive line is chopped chicken liver and just shredded mozzarella, you can't do all the things that you want to do. You can't because you're then exposing a further problem, right? So on Sunday, we saw a lot of good and one thing bad. That trick play, weird, that wound it up with Jahan Dotson taking a 10-yard loss in, in the backfield. Listen, I get what Scott's trying to do, razzle-dazzle, what have you. I haven't broken down the play specifically inch for inch yet, but remember it live. And I thought to myself at the time, and I think I even tweeted it, yes, they took a 10-yard loss. Yes, they had momentum. Yes, they were moving the football. Yes, the net result sucked, but I didn't mind the attempt. I didn't mind the effort to be cute and to be fancy and to be smoke and mirrors because even if it didn't work out, which it clearly did not, even if it did not work out, you put something in the mind of the opposing defense that they have to be on guard for the rest of the game and opponents that they have to spend time on worrying about in future weeks, right? So, again, it did not work out. But that was about the only thing from a play call design execution thing that didn't work out. Pete, you remember on the first drive of the game, I think it was on a third down, but I'll have to double check. They had four receivers stacked One, two, three, four, all on the same side of the formation, all bunched up together. I don't recall a Washington offense, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, um, Jay Gruden, anybody, Scott Turner before, stacking four receivers in a bunch like that. Maybe I'm missing one, but I don't ever recall seeing that. And I've seen some creative things. 
And then, and then on the next play, right, they go heavy to the formation right, and then they go backside left to Armani Rodgers, a former quarterback last year at Ohio, for 23 yards on a little tight end screen. So to me, those are just, and I mentioned the third and one screen and getting the ball out quickly into the left flat as the primary read on third and one for 25 to Antonio Gibson in the second quarter, right before the Curtis Samuel fumble. To me, that is all the creativity that everybody's been whining about and crying about, uh, the commitment to, I, I don't even say the commitment to the passing game, even though all of those plays were passes, like, he would have been more committed to the pass if he had Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. If he didn't get stuck with Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen and Alex Smith in 2020. People, what are we missing here? Like, give him weapons, which they've given him. Give him a sort of legitimate quarterback, which they've given him. He is going to cook some good-ass dinners. Not perfect. He is going to cook some good ass dinners. Is he? Is he good? Is he ready for his uh, burgundy and gold uh, egg as opposed to the big green egg out there? Is he going to cook it up nicely? I mean, I'm sure they could find a way to hawk that and sell that. <laughs> we just gave them a marketing idea: burgundy and gold <laughs> we, eggs. We give them a lot of marketing ideas. They don't take any of them. Well, that's why they're not making any money. Let's go to the phones. Line one: Thomas is in D.C. Good morning, Thomas. Russell, what's going on? What's, what's going up? on, um, Pete? Hey, you know what, man? I was just talking to my coworkers, and I got sidetracked. But I gotta stay. I gotta start off with this. I got, I got three things. Rooster. Yes, sir. You don't like the command. You don't like the command. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just come on, Rooster. Come on, man. I mean, we do this for fun. And, and, and it's 100. You know, I love you tremendously, but you don't like the commanders. You almost, you really want to bring, you really want to bring uh, Mike Shanahan back on to talk about this thing, don't you? No, 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 no. I'm sitting here praising your <laughs> offensive no, 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 coordinator. Not Mike Shanahan. No, no, no. Not Mike Shanahan. You want to bring Jay Gruden on, don't you? You want to talk about this thing, don't you? I, I, I don't need to bring, I, like, well, we love having Jay Gruden on. I don't need to bring anybody back. They all got fired for a reason. A part of it is because of the dysfunctional organization that they that they coached for. But, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I, I'm sitting here praising Scott Turner, thinking, hey, you know what? As I've said all along for two years, and I think, Pete, you're in agreement with me on this, neither one of us have had a major problem with Scott Turner. I mean, you could pick little things and say, well, I would have done this or maybe I would have done that. But more by and large, Scott Turner, I think, has been creative with what he's had. He's cooked some pretty good dinners, to use that analogy. And now that he has way more weapons, this is a referendum year on him, absolutely, because no longer can he hide behind the excuse of, I didn't have the groceries to cook dinner. I I, I tremendously understand. Am I here? Yeah, we got you. Oh, my bad, my bad. You know how I go. Uh, Yeah, I understand. I I mean, I really do, Rooster. You know what I mean? You know, I start off – I love to see what Scott Turner is doing. I believe exactly what you're saying. We didn't have enough weapons, I guess, to do what we wanted to do, or maybe we didn't have the quarterback to do what we wanted to do. But you don't believe they're going to beat Detroit. (laughs) I I, I ain't doing my official prediction. Appreciate the phone call, brother. Uh, I'm not doing my official prediction until tomorrow. But I think everybody that listens to the show on a regular basis kind of 
knows where I've been leaning all offseason, and I'm trying to figure out a way if I just stay with my gut or if I go with, dare I say, my heart. <laughs> I did, Washington fans don't think you have one. So. <laughs> or, or they think I have a black one. You're the, you're the tin man. Let's go to line two. Scott Turner's in Silver Spring. What's up, Scott? Hey, PD Rooster. How are you guys doing? Man? What's up, Scott? Uh, well, I was real happy with what I saw Sunday. And um, not to take anything away from our, you know, Mr. Heineke, he's a great backup quarterback and the other quarterbacks. But having a quarterback with a bona fide arm, NFL arm, that there's a threat of stretching the field. Um, we saw, and, and the added weapons, like you all have mentioned, um, we, we got a taste of what his playbook's going to look like. And I was happy because guys were running wide open. Now, Wentz overthrew a couple of them. And, but, I mean, how, when's the last time we saw guys running wide open like they were this weekend? I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend and what he's going to pull out of the uh, playbook in the weeks to come. Scott, appreciate the call. Here's the thing. Terry McLaurin's always been, for the most part, open. The problem is – is underthrown passes or passes where the quarterback is getting hit before he can get the ball out mm-hmm. have often led the ball to be much shorter mm-hmm. than when Terry was beyond the defense, forcing him to come back and either make contested catches or almost play the role of defensive back uh, coming back to the football. So that was the difference. I mean, look how far, A, he had beaten the corner, and because of the quarterback being able to throw the ball, the safety had no chance to get over there because of the elite ball placement and the throw by the quarterback. That's that's what gets you reeled in like a huge white marlin at the white marlin open about Carson Wentz when he makes that throw because you have a guy that runs runs an elite route to get open and you actually hit him. I was like, oh my gosh, look how wide open he is. Well, not only do you lose your mind about that, just the execution of that, because you're right. We talked about that all last year. No offense to Dr. Sabah, no offense uh, to Taylor Heineke. They just they could not hit that play in stride the way they did. Never mind the two Jahan Dotson touchdowns. Uh, again, we can break down every little throw. It was more, for me, Pete, it was more the design of – a, the first series, which was brilliant, um, and we've kind of touched on some of the things. But, even, like, think about it. Even the touchdown, a three-yard touchdown. Have you ever thought to say a three-yard touchdown was a smart play design? Uh, maybe you have. Uh, maybe, uh, you still got to get. You still got to scheme people open. Uh, all right, that that that's fair. That's fair. But but usually you don't associate a three-yard touchdown pass into the right flat with smart, creative design. Usually. However, this was, this was, hey, we're moving Curtis Samuel from left to right, inside and outside. We're going to line him up on the far right outside, inside the five-yard line. You think we're going to run, or you think we're maybe going to the tight end because we've shown a propensity in the past to go to Logan Thomas. We're going to run Curtis Samuel in motion from the far right, all the way down the line of scrimmage towards the line, towards the offensive tackle, and then we're going to pump the brakes on him, stop, and 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 just have him run back out to the right flat where it's been cleared out by the inside receiver so that nobody is there, and boom, it's pitch and catch for Curtis Samuel. So while you think you're going, he's going right to left, you got to pump on the brakes now. You've got to readjust now. Everybody's got to cross and switch. To me, 
even little stuff like that showed the creative ability of Scott Turner. And yes, as uh, who is it? Um, uh, somebody. Uh, let me see here real quickly. Uh, Jonesy on Twitter uh, pointed out, "Hey, Chris, the jury is still out on Scott Turner calling plays as the offensive coordinator. That was one game against the Jags. No doubt about it. I get it. I understand that. My point is, is I've seen this before. I've seen creative design before when Scott trusted somebody. And oh, by the way." A little birdie who is very familiar with how things went during the game audibly um, and uh, communication-wise between Carson Wentz and Scott Turner uh, told me that they were really, really, really fired up about a lot of the decisions that Carson Wentz made. Now, again, he made a couple of bad ones, but the decisions that Carson Wentz made, again, and I think one of them was that first that. That third and one, plus 25 to Antonio Gibson, seeing that right away, recognizing it, getting the ball out, putting it where he did, all of that stuff, and getting a huge gain out of it, even though they didn't get points. What he did on that first drive, what he did late in the game, from what I understand, the communication, like Scott Turner was blown away by some of the decision-making Carson Wentz And also, think about it. I mean, and and it seems like such a little thing, but scoring on your first drive. Yeah. I mean, it just just – it just does a lot for right. you. Gives you a little cushion to play with, as you saw when Jacksonville eventually uh, had to work hard to make its run to get back in the game. Let's go to line five here. Chris is in Maryland. What's up, Chris? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, Chris. All right. Uh, one, th- uh, two things. Um, a lot of people uh, forgetting how Jacksonville is. Like defense, they spend a lot of money on their defense. Defense wasn't bad. This is the same team to beat the Bills, shut them down with Allen, outdo Allen, and people forgot how they coach needed to win, and how Jacksonville knocked them out of their playoff hope. So this is not like Jacksonville is not a fluke team. They got Doug Peterson as a coach that know the uh, Washington organization. So like back on Scott Turner, I think this was a great job he did. It was only week one. Uh, running backs got had, uh, I believe, 10 receptions. Only thing I would say, 41 throws. I wish they can establish the run a little bit more. But I like the up and down field, the passing. Like, you got weapons, utilize them. You know, Terry McClure, they're going to double team him. So, you need Curtis Samuel. You need Jahan Dawson. You need Logan Thomas, you know, to show up. And it's great when, you know, when you come into the game, everybody wants to see what Terry is. So you get your other weapons and you build confidence and continuity with the offense. And this is going to be a scary offense. This is the thing that I don't want too. Scott turned the Washington offense in a, like finishing top five, I believe. And then here you go. Scott turned the name out for head coach, you know, because of his pedigree, you know, a lot of, you know, they hire because of, you know, family. I hate to say it, but they hire because who you've been around and who you uh, affiliate with. But um, I really believe that Detroit, I think Washington win by double digits. And I said it here. I believe that Detroit can't stop the pass. And I think Washington will show up and I'll be, they'll be able to stop the run this week. I guarantee you. And I'm not even a fan of uh, the, uh, Washington. I'm a Falcons fan. Yeah. And I don't have nothing to cheer for. <laughs> Dude. Well, they, I mean, they, they were feisty uh, on Sunday. Yeah. But, I mean, again, they, yeah, it, it almost, rem- almost reminiscent up. of the Super Bowl. You're winning. You're winning comfortably. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, 60 minutes, my friend, you take the L. And you walk home and disappointed uh, by the Falcons this past week. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Smith is actually a a good football mind, and we'll Hello. see. We'll, we'll see if he can eventually get it together. Chris, appreciate the call. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. More of your calls next. Right now, you know what time it is.
All right, last week it was Serena, and now breaking news within the last 10 minutes, it's Roger Federer, who is set to retire, he just announced, after next week's Labor Cup. Fed says he'll play tennis again, just not in majors or on the ATP tour. As for his career bio... You know he's pretty good, right? 103 career ATP titles, 237 straight weeks, ranked as the number one player in the world, 18 Grand Slam finals over a 19 Grand Slam final event. Stretch from 2005 to 2010 made a cool $130 million. Congratulations to Roger Federer, again set to retire uh, from active tour duty. Meanwhile, the commanders getting set for practice today in Ashburn. Good news. Uh, yesterday, not only was Brian Robinson working out on the side on the bike uh, and uh, apparently getting closer, but Cam Curl was back at practice on a limited basis. Remember, he was out for stretches last week but did not actually practice. He was limited last week as the commanders try and get him back into the fold to help out their secondary against the Detroit Lions and Ramon St. Amon St. Brown. Uh, And that's what's trending. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Scotty Turner in game one. Did he do anything to resolve your fears, your criticism? He was one of the people that you criticized the most in the offseason, especially as it pertained to this offense and its lack of quality and inconsistency. Did he do anything with all those new toys to quell your fears? Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. You can join us live, of course, for free as always. Listen in on the Odyssey app. Even if you're not in the car, tell Alexa to play the Team 980. You can participate with us. Let's go to line one. Head out toward Western Maryland. Our friend Roy's in Brunswick. What's up, Roy? Hey, guys. Awesome show as always. Good morning. Thank you, Roy. Same to you. Um, I never thought he was the issue. I mean, like you said, we've never had the arm. Um, I thought he always was great at routing up play action. I, I was at the game, and I was like, man, I'd love to see a play action shot the first play of the game. And uh, he had a wide open ball. He routed up Dotson wide open, and uh, Wentz was just late, kind of overthrew it. I think Dotson kind of jumped at a weird time. But the other thing that I think fails um, to get mentioned is a lot of pre-snap stuff. With the veteran quarterback, they're getting out of the huddle with plenty of time. He's doing a lot of the Andy Reid, like, window dressing so that Carson knows if it's man or zone. Um, there's always, uh, you know, motion action. I'd love to see some more jet sweep stuff with Samuel, with Dotson. On that reverse, if you watch the play, Chris, if Gibson doesn't whiff on his block, it might be a touchdown. Gibson just absolutely whiffs on his man, and that's why it got blown up. Or otherwise, that play looks like it's wide open from when I saw it live. And um, like you said, I think the screen game is super important. And um, it's just nice. Wentz isn't as mobile, but you could see on a couple plays how strong and big he is in the pocket. You're not. Um, he doesn't get flustered with trash at his feet because he's a lot bigger than Heineke. Heineke flushed so much and uh, had to had to result, you know, that resulted in him running. But the fact that he can stay in the pocket and, and kind of extend those broken plays like a Roethlisberger does and, and, and still get the ball downfield I think will be huge. But um, I think Turner is going to have plenty of chance to stretch the field again and, and work some play action. And I'd love to see some more toss game because Bates and Leno were mauling people on the edge. So I'd love to see Gibson – and McKissick both with some halfback toss stuff because those guys out on the edges were mauling the defense. 
Roy, great points. Really uh, good. Two point. things. Two things uh, from your call. A, and I tweeted this last week. You know, I, I thought Scott Turner did a great job of indeed formationing people and just giving you exactly. It's a very perceptive point Roy just made. You do a lot of things pre-snap just to make the safety move or to make the linebacker move, uh, to make corners move, just to kind of give you an idea of what kind of coverage it's actually going to be. Scott Turner did a great job of that this week. John Bates is the real deal as a blocker. Mm -hmm. There was one time out on the perimeter, he literally drove a guy like a blocking sled 15 yards up the field and into the sideline. Mm -hmm. I I, I thought it was a great block out on the perimeter. You just hope that guy stays healthy because that guy's a weapon blocking out there, especially uh, with those receivers out there in space. Let's go to D-Dove on line two. What's up, Dove? Hey, what's, what's up, y'all, man? I'm so happy this morning. I got two things to say. Please don't. Look, it feels good, feels good, feels good to me. The Cowboys <laughs> didn't get a victory. <laughs> and I'm a Cowboy fan. Hey, look, I'm a Washington Commander fan for life ever since I was born. But, man, Scott Turner, man, he, he got Maserati, he got a bet, he got a Bentley, he got Rolls Royces. That's the players. That's Man, he got players. Scott is a smart guy. He needs to do exactly what this last caller said. Mix it up. Mix it up. Do some tri- – I mean, do some, you know, some, some stunts and plays. And one more thing, man, to add to this. We have a quarterback. Look, last year, if we had two interceptions – in the third quarter like that, you could have stuck a fork in us. That throw, that throw he threw to uh, McCoy, he had never had to make break stride, hit him right in the hand, and that's it. And that touchdown in the corner, you saw that he was behind the uh, uh, the back, but he put his body, he moved and put his body in front of him and caught that football, man. We got talent. Yeah, y'all hear me. This is D-Dub. We are back. Thank you for the call, Bruce. Y'all Appreciate have a great you, pal. Day. You too. I mean, um, look. It, it, look, for any offensive coordinator, just like his father, mm-hmm. when his father had the triplets in Dallas, you know, you can do a lot of you can do a lot of damage with uh, Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and one of the best offensive lines in, in NFL history. Right. You can do some damage with that. So, right. you know, when you have the talent, there's no, there's no excuses. And that's what we talked about. We talked about it for Ron, for Scott. And more importantly, Carson Wentz, Chris, there's no excuses because of the level of talent mm-hmm. that Washington has gone out and significantly, and I think on purpose, upgraded the offensive talent on this team because they knew, Chris, mm-hmm. they knew they had to be more dynamic on offense. And I want to go back to Roy and Brunswick's call. Mm-hmm. It was a very smart call, number one. Uh, not only the end about Bates, because there was another, besides the play that you pointed out, there was another play that Bates in the red zone just mauled somebody that I saw. But I just went back and I watched, again, that 10-yard loss. Again, that's the second drive. Now, they did score on this drive, despite the 10-yard loss on the trickeration. Roy is 1,000%. I didn't see this close enough for whatever reason. Antonio Gibson, I, I mean, as good as he was on Sunday, just mm. missed. Took a bad angle and bad. just missed. And 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 I mean that that entire play is 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 shredded because of that. I mean, as good as Jahan Dotson is, as good now, the only thing you could argue, the only thing you could argue is the play call itself comes on first and ten from the Washington 40 with three and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Who's Again, hold the you know, you say like 
all right, that's not an area you want to play in. You're up 7 nothing. You're moving the football. You just got a first down. Okay, that's fine. But not everything is going to be a squib out to the left or the right to Curtis Samuel and have him leave against somebody and break his ankles, right? So you could argue that maybe it was the wrong timing. It certainly was the wrong result. But to Roy's point, to Roy's point, Again, if Antonio Gibson doesn't completely whiff on that block, maybe the maybe the play's not super successful, but it's not a 10-yard loss. Right, exactly. Let's get one more call in here before the break. If you're on hold, please stay there. We're going to get to all these calls. Love the interaction this morning. You're making a lot of perceptive points. Let's go to line three. Mark's and Chevy Chase. What's up, Mark? Mark? Mark going once. Mark going twice. Mark is sold. Let's go down south to Waldorf, line four, and Travis. What's up, Travis? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing this morning? All right, pal. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm just excited, and I'm happy to see Scott Turner. You know, getting this this offense moving in in the right direction. Um, it's it's nowhere else for us to go but up. Um, I feel like we were we were at the bottom, and we have nowhere to go but up. And I hear a lot of people saying, you know, it was just Jaguars. It's week one. We're just getting started. We haven't even got all our players back yet. We're not even at full potential. Logan was out there still playing his, his, his butt off, and he's not even at 100. You wait till we get back at full potential and we get Brian Robinson back in the lineup, everything is going to go. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing. I just I'm, can't wait to see this offense flourish and execute and dominate. We just execute on the little things. I tell my son that on, on Little League, he plays Little League football, you've got to execute your blocks because that leads to bigger things. And once we execute and dominate on all four cylinders, man, the sky's the limit for this offense. Let's hope so, Travis. Appreciate the call because certainly the opening act uh, had a lot of good moments in it, and obviously now the key is doing that consistently week by week. We'll take more of your calls coming up, 301-230-0980. Scott Turner got the extension in the offseason. You were highly critical of him getting that extension and thoughts on his offense heading into this season. Did anything in week one help calm your fears from that perspective? Let's keep the discussion going. 301-230-0980. And, of course, you can listen live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.